Welcome to Leo's Lair. What's up, everybody? This is Leo's Lair number 31. I'm Leo Dottavio. At the top of the show, I wanted to remind you guys that I do have a, a Patreon pod that I do an extra 30 minutes on every week. So if you're fiending for a little bit more pump-up time, some more riffs, some bullshitting, maybe a prank phone call on there, maybe I call Dino. I've called Dino on there. I've called Sandrine on there. I've called a lot of crazy people from this universe. So the Patreon pod will be something that I'll be doing every single week forever for for the foreseeable future. So if you want to join, come hang out, relax, BS, please do. Subscribe to my Patreon. It's linked below. Also, top of the show, stay athletic behind the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Because the roads are gnarly right now, and they're trying to take us out. You know, they're trying to take us out early in life. That's why you should never worry about aging. Because once you made it past 65, I read some statistic the other day. I don't know what it is exactly. Don't quote me on it. But it's something like one close to one in three people do not make it past 60 or 65. So when you're old, you just you fucking you made it. You made it. You fucking journeyed along, you climbed the hill, you got over the hill, you got to the other side, maybe you went through some treacherous terrain, there was a rainforest that was haunted, there was these giant monsters trying to sodomize you, all right, then you got through that forest, now you're in your like 40s, you know what I mean, and maybe it's a winter, it was a deep, deep, dark, cold winter for years and years, and you had to live in an igloo, but you got through that, you're now and you're in the sunny now you're in your 50s and 60s, and it's the sunny, sunny time, all right? Now you're in Florida chilling by the beach, just hunting, you know, just hunting. But it's all good, and you have all those memories of all those times. But you made it. So let's not worry about aging. Let's worry about getting there properly and not letting stupid people texting on the road take us out. Why? Because we're athletic. I'm working on some... Uh, some jewelry as well. I know you guys like the Octopo ring. Guess what? I got a necklace coming. It's not an Octopo necklace, but it might have something to do with Manny Octopo. You will wait and see. But I will give you a preview. It's got pearls and it's part pearls, part chain. It's very artistic, and I think you guys will like it. So that's coming out soon. Anyway, the world is disgustingly bleak right now. I wanted to look. Yeah. I wanted to lightly talk about Ukraine because I'm not an expert in any sort. I mean, I'm not Sandrine who thinks that Russia is actually liberating Ukraine and everything in the media is BS. Not exactly at that level, but I really I understand that there's a lot I don't understand about this war. But I will say that sometimes I like to put myself in people's shoes, and my goodness, it is well, it must be a, a just an absolute crazy time to be a politician that's in charge of a country. Like, can you imagine being Putin right now? You know that everybody's trying to kill your family. You know people are trying to kill you. And you don't care about, you might not care about certain lives that you're going to take because you're making this decision for your country and you just want to take over your neighboring country and you're you're doing it no matter what anybody says, knowing that it's going to be absolutely not well-received at all. It's insane. How could you? Putin is absolutely out of his mind. <laughs> what the fuck? Then there's Ukraine. 
where people are just going around buying weapons because they're going to defend their country, like really gnarly weapons. It's just that are super expensive that are being paid for by many people like us. I think their Patreon is like the biggest Patreon ever. Something like that. Their Patreon, the Ukraine, there's a, a Patreon that's dedicated to Ukraine and I guess it's gigantic. But people are from all over the world are helping this this country against Russia. And I know that there's other wars going on, maybe in Africa, maybe somewhere else, maybe honestly in Mexico with the cartels and the fucking the border patrol. But <clears throat> I don't know. There's something feels pretty crazy about Russia, who has a lot of the nukes, one of the world powers, really, just invading a country next door. It seems like what we've read about in history, right? See, I guess that this, this the, you know, the history, the way I was taught history, it was all about how war was the most horrific thing in the world. And it is the most horrific thing. You guys should watch a documentary on World War One. I. I don't remember what it's called, to be honest. But I saw it in theaters, and it was, I think Peter Jackson uh, directed it. But he made, um, he basically brought all these old images of World War One to light. And he uh, colored them. And in the middle of the documentary, it just turns into cuddle and cuddle color. And it's absolutely breathtaking. But the things that would happen to the in the trench warfare of World War One was one of the it's some of the most just absolutely heart wrenching horrific things that you could imagine um, being done to other human beings, like gassing people. You'd literally asphyxiate just in any um, just trying to breathe air around you, and you'd get trench foot from being literally in disgusting, muddy, shit-infested, dead-body-infested water all day with your feet and legs because you were in a trench. And you were in trenches trying to move forward, and they were in trenches. And my goodness. Um, if you could, Also, you should watch a movie called 1917. It's about trench warfare in World War I and this crazy journey. It's all one take. It's a pretty amazing movie, 1917. Definitely check that out. So it <clears throat> times like this, it's weird because you don't know what to think or how to feel about wars. Like it's like, well, I'm not involved, right? Your selfish side to use, like I'm not involved. But then you think, as I get older, that I'm, you know, I'm like, I think about other people and how they feel sometimes, and <laughs> just the idea that you know, like your mom could go out one day and she could get shot, you know, by a Russian. You know, can you imagine living in Ukraine right now and knowing that? your family isn't safe, that your little brother, that your little sister, that your sister who just had a baby, maybe your grandmother, super sweet, positive, nice lady, you know, when she walks around, she's going to be, she could be a target for someone. It's just insane. It doesn't feel real. Humans really weren't meant to kill each other, and we still do so much. Strange. And that's why we need somebody deep, a hippie, per se, for pump-up time. We need a little deep, some deep thoughts, some, some crazy talk. You know, maybe some, a little, a little bit of that, smoke that doobie and get real deep with it and really find yourself. 
All right, all right, all right. Because today, we're going to listen to Matthew McConaughey. He's going to give us a little bit of wisdom because we need it, right? So listen in. This is about four minutes something. I'll see when I can pause it, but we might listen to the whole thing. It's about five minutes. I'll comment on it. I really, really want to delve into some Matthew McConaughey. It's really going to help your day wherever you're going right now. I know you're going to work, all right? It's sad. The world's crazy, Okay. Everything seems dark and, you know, it's like we got through COVID and now there's a, a world war. The economy's fucking shit. Everybody's talking crap about Biden, even people in Ukraine saying he's not doing enough and nobody's doing enough to help Ukraine. But at the same time, their hands are tied because it's crazy. I mean, do we we don't want nuclear war. What if somebody wants to what if somebody wants to fire off one of those motherfuckers and you could just end California? I think honestly, I think we're. I think we're a target in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure we're we're near. I don't know if we'd be the ones nuked or not. I don't know if they'd get New York from Russia. I don't know. I don't know if it'd be Korea, South Korea, North Korea. Who knows? Either way, I'm sure as a president, you want to be responsible. You don't want to be the guy responsible for just causing a catastrophe. So this is, it's just, it's a crazy time. So Matthew McConaughey, please help us. Let's go. Listen up. I'm going to talk to you about some things I've learned in my journey. Mm-hmm. Most from experience. Some of them I heard in passing. Many of them I'm still practicing, but all of them I do believe are true. Yes. Life is not easy. It is not. Don't try to make it that way. Life's not fair. It never was. It isn't now and it won't ever be. Do yep. not fall into the trap, the entitlement trap, of feeling like you're a victim. You are not. It's important. Get over it and get on with it. So the question that we've got to ask ourselves is what success is to us? What success is to you? Is it more money? That's fine. i got nothing against money. Maybe it's a healthy family. Maybe it's a happy marriage. Maybe it's to help others, to be famous, to be spiritually sound leave the world a little bit better place than you found it that's nice continue to ask yourself that question now your answer may change over time and that's fine but do yourself this favor whatever your answer is don't choose anything that will jeopardize yourself mm. prioritize right. who you are who you want to be and don't spend time with anything that antagonizes your character that's right. Be brave, take the hill, but first answer that question, what's my hill? So first, we have to define success for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we have to put in the work to maintain it. Take that daily tally. Tend our garden. Keep the things that are important to us in good shape. Where you are not is as important as where you are. That's right. It is just as important where we are not as it is where we are. Look, the first step that leads to our identity in life is usually not, I know who I am, I know who I am. That's not the first step. The first step's usually, I know who I am not. Mm. Process of elimination. That's right. Defining ourselves by what we are not is the first step that leads us to really knowing who we are. You know that group of friends that you hang out with that they're, they're, it really might not bring out the best in you? You know, they, they gossip too much or they're kind of shady. 
They really aren't going to be there for you in a pinch. Mm -hmm. Or how about that bar that we keep going to that we always seem to have the worst hangover from? Or that computer screen, right? The computer screen that keeps giving us an excuse not to get out of the house and engage with the world and get some real human interaction. Or how about that food that we keep eating? Stuff that tastes so good going down, it makes us feel like crap the next week. We feel lethargic and we keep putting on weight. Mm -hmm. Well, those people, those places, those things, stop giving them your time and energy. Just don't go there. I mean, put them down. And when you do this, when you do put them down, when you quit going there, when you quit giving them your time, you inadvertently find yourself spending more time and in more places that are healthy for you, that bring you more joy. Why? Because you just eliminated the who's, the where's, the what's, and the when's that were keeping you from your identity. Look, trust me, too many options, <laughs> I promise you, that too many options will make a tyrant of us all. That's right. right. So get rid of the excess, the wasted time. Decrease your options. If you do this, you will have accidentally, almost innocently, put in front of you what is important to you by process of elimination. Knowing who we are is hard. It's hard. It is. Give yourself a break. Eliminate who you are not first. Mm -hmm. and you're going to find yourself where you need to be. Instead of creating outcomes that take from us, let's create more outcomes that pay us back. Fill us up. Yes. Keep your fire lit. Turn you on for the most amount of time in your future. Let's go, baby. We try our best. We don't always do our best. Our architecture is a verb as well. And since we are the architects of our own lives, let's study the habits, the practices, the routines that we have that lead to and feed our success, our joy, our honest pain, our laughter, our earned tears. Let's dissect that and give thanks for those things. And when we do that, guess what happens? We get better at them. And we have more to dissect. Be discerning. Choose it because you want it. Do it because you want to. We're going to make mistakes. Yep. You got to own them. That's right. Then you got to make amends. And then you got to move on. Guilt and regret kills many a man before their time. Yep. So turn the page, get off the ride. You are the author of the book of your life. All right, man. First of all, I, I know that's long to listen to, but that was some worthy, unbelievable shit. And, you know, you needed to listen to it. Honestly, I say you backtrack and listen to that again because that is is so beautiful. But also, goddamn, Matthew. I mean, you got to give it up to someone who can, who has that level of public speaking. I believe that was at a at a commencement speech for a college, which is just insane that you could just come up with something so beautiful to write. I mean, and then deliver it like that. But yeah, you started it, you know, at the top saying life's not fair and it's hard, and that's the truth for for everyone. Because if you just live your life to a decent life expectancy like if you live into your 50s and 60s and 70s and maybe your 80s right or 90s you're probably going to see some of your close friends die you might see your parents die 
definitely some pets. And that already makes life very difficult, just seeing somebody that you love and were raised by, even if there were a bad mother, which my mother was amazing, or even if there were a, a crazy dad. And my dad was crazy, but still, I you know, I don't love the idea of them dying one day, and I don't like to think about that. But it's a fact, and it will happen. But you must remember that it is hard, but you have to listen to the voices that tell you um, who you are. And how you do that, in my opinion, is by trying an extreme amount of things in life. I think that the more things that you go out and attempt to do, the more you will like he said, eliminate certain things that you are not. And then one day you find your true self. I mean, if you think about even just my life, I mean, the first thing I did was get a job selling hydroponics in Pasadena, which was, you know, basically the stuff to grow marijuana. It's the stuff to grow weed. I hated that job, but it taught me a lot. You know, it taught me that in an industry like the, the the marijuana industry, which at the time I looked at it like it, you know it was kind of odd to me, and I but I, I you know I could have used that time to kind of figure out that one day this was going to be gigantic because I, the amount of people that I would see coming into the store was shocking. There were people that were, you know, straight, the the you know the the um I swear that the Asian triads would come in there just dressed in suits. Japanese businessmen would come in there. But I knew that I didn't want to be around it too, right? And maybe I did know that. I Maybe I wanted to be an actor, but but people like me, for example, when you, when you want to be an actor, for example, I experienced being on set. You know, I, I was on set for, for example, a, a commercial like the Bud Light commercial that I was in with, God damn it, what is his name? He was in Pena, Michael Pena. Yeah, the Latino guy. He throws me a Bud Light and I catch it. That took eight hours to make, and it was about I was about in it for about three seconds. It seems like a it, that's what being on a TV show is like, and I don't know if I would love that, you know. But I did it. I did it for a while, and I know that my heart wasn't it wasn't something that I absolutely adored to the point where I, you know, this was all I, that I was obsessed with. I somehow ended up in in a space where I feel like I uh, I can. I can definitely attain joy. It feels attainable now where each and every day might be, uh, you know, something I look forward to with a lot of energy and, you know, hope that it's going to lead me to a life that I absolutely, you know, can't wait to, to enjoy. It's difficult to do it though. If you don't try anything or if you don't attempt to, educate yourself in many different facets. That's why I always tell people to to go to college because, for example, I mean, how else will you be exposed to the right, you know, how else will you be exposed to the things that you, that might put you on a course to your true joy if you don't go out and try to educate yourself as much as you can? And I understand that they're, it's, it's a, you know, if you talk to Austin and Dino, they'll tell you it's all, 
you know, it's all the system that we're in and people are obsessed with, you know, taking money from people and it's all just, you know, um, the college system is really the government just trying to set you up to be in debt your whole life is what Austin and Dina will tell you. And maybe they're right in some ways. But I still think that the benefits of college and every state school around you, for God's sakes, is so goddamn cheap. And there's no way that you need to worry about being in debt the rest of your life if you go to a state school. So if you're out there and you're an 18, 19, you know, you're kind of lost. I think the really first, the first step is to go to college. And Matthew McConaughey, he went to college. He's a big college boy. He always goes back to, to the University of, I think it's the University of Austin, the University of Texas in Austin, the Longhorns. And he always goes back over there and does, you know, does what he does. It's, you know, to add fuel to the fire, of course, baseball is probably fucked this year completely. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, it's crazy because that's another thing. I mean, it's so hard to just Google something now and just to find out what's going on. It seems like an insurmountable insurmountable thing to do. Like if I wanted to Google, just figure out what's going on, what the argument is with, you know, in, in the MLB, it's tough. But it's basically the way I've heard it now is like they, they want like one less arbitration year so that that so then – a one a one year quicker, so once you get to the you, you reach the major leagues as a minor leaguer, you, it's like three years until you can sign like a bigger contract. But they want one less year than that. Then there's, then there's I believe the minor there they want to pay minor leaguers a little bit more money, which would be phenomenal. And I understand that. The owners are probably looking at it from their you know their perspective, and they're like, "We've made so many guys rich, right?" But at the same time, why the fuck are we doing this now? I don't know. It seems like something maybe we could put off for a year, and we could give the world some baseball. Because now, I guess games have been canceled because they haven't gotten people to the you know they haven't gotten pitchers and catchers haven't reported. You know, people aren't getting in shape. I know there's somebody that's just eating ice cream on a couch somewhere. Maybe like a big Papi Ortiz. I'm, uh, all of the Dominicans right now are just like, fuck it, I'm going back to the Dominican, man. There's no fucking baseball anymore, man. Fuck that shit. Time to go back to the Dominican and eat some arroz and habichuelas, some platanos, fritos, and maybe fuck a couple bichis. I don't know. Fuck it, man. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be playing any fucking baseball right now, motherfucker. Oh, man, it's pranky prank phone call time. Oh, I do. Well, as I connect to the Bluetooth, I just want to say that thank you guys for listening. And uh, if you're on the road with me, stay athletic on the roads one more time. All right. I think it's connected. All right. Let me. Th- what the fuck was this guy? Let me see. Do, 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 do. Fuck, I don't even know. God damn it, I wrote this number down and I don't know what it is. Even more mystery today. Oh, computer repair. Yes. For technical support, press 1. To schedule an appointment with a field engineer, press 2. For store hours... 
Take care. Can I help you? Yes. Um, God, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just really under stress right now. I have, I have my girlfriend's computer. Um, what can you do, can you guys do to just get get like the password for it? There's some really just crazy nudes that I need to get deleted off his computer. You know, I mean, she's blackmailing me with it, man. It's fucking nuts. Oh, uh, so the what kind of computer is it? A PC or a Mac? It's a fucking Mac, dude. I mean, I like, dude, it's just nuts what she's threatening to do, man. I just I don't know if she has multiple like hard drives and stuff, but I got I got the Mac, yeah, man. Okay, uh, so we need to get the computer here, and then we need to do a reset on the password. Okay, then we can. Uh, hopefully, we can get the in. password is not. A, yeah, hopefully the password is not like not uh, associated with an iCloud. If it is, then oh. we won't be able to do anything. Fuck. But if you bring it in, we can uh, do that for you. She fucking gerbled, dude. She fucking gerbled me, dude. She fucking gerbled me, man. You know what I mean? And I can't. Oh, if that yeah. fucking leaks, dude, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Gotcha, man. I mean, if you want to bring it in, we can totally see if we, if we can do it or not. All right, man. I'll, I'll bring. What? Um, can you? All right. So if if there's no iCloud associated with it, you'd be able to like find it, like also like delete them from her email too, or would that be like like crazy? Because if I don't want, I want, I don't know if she sent them to one of her friends. Like one of her friends, like saw we were at a Petco and she saw a gerbil and she started losing it, and I was like thinking to myself, like maybe she saw the fucking video like i hope her friend didn't fucking send it to her you know what i mean like gotcha. what do you think um, i mean could we look through or uh the only thing we can do is uh if we're able to unlock it mm -hmm. uh that's as far as we could go basically gotcha is there um, um could you could we fucking leak her nudes back dude just fucking you know because like fuck dude like could we at least like get her back like at least we'll be fucking you know We'll be fucking fifty-fifty. You know what I'm saying? An eye for an eye. <sighs> I am not sure, man. I'm sorry, dude. I've been fucking. Honestly, I'm not sure. Well, I'm, okay. I've been pounding Glenn Levitt since fucking eight a.m., dude. I'm fucking hammered. It's just, dude. Okay, I'm gonna bring the computer in, dude. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna ha hop in the fucking. I'm gonna hop in the Explorer and come over right now, dude. All right. Or you guys? Are you guys in Culver uh, City? Okay. Uh, yeah, let me give you the address. Fuck uh, yeah, dude. Wanna... Fuck yeah, dude. It's just, man, it fucking, listen, okay, dude, it, if, it, if it, someone ever asked you to fucking put a tube up your ass and let a gerbil just go right up in there, dude, and it feels good or whatever the fuck, don't ever listen to them, man. It's, it's complete. It's just something to fucking cancel me on the internet. You know what I mean? Definitely. Man. <sighs> uh, um, let me go ahead and give you that uh, address. Good. Thanks, dude. All right. It is, uh, All two right. Mm-hmm. Zero five. Mm -hmm. South. Mm -hmm. Nine zero zero. Nice. We're right next to Domino's Pizza. Perfect, dude. I'll fucking. I'll come in there, man. I got. I'll come in there, man. Um, you think I should just fucking swipe her fucking phone too, or what? Uh, we can't do anything on the phone. No. Damn it, um, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Unfortunately. Especially if it's an iPhone and stuff. I wanted to fucking steal her Bitcoin, dude. I was going to fucking oh. transfer some Bitcoin over to me, dude. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Fuck, All right. Dude. So if you All want right, to come dude. on in. Yeah, uh, man. What's your name? We'll see you soon. Josh. All right, Josh, dude. I'll fucking right. see you soon, Later. dude. See you, buddy. <laughs> 
This has been a low energy pod so far, guys. I'm sorry. You know, I'm trying to fucking work it. Let's go to some of your questions to see how that's going, man. Do 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 that Matthew McConaughey fucking video just just made me go too deep. You know what I mean? I'm way too deep in the game now. Way too deep in the game. What do I think about Derek Jeter, the greatest ladies man of our time and one of the greatest shortstops ever to play the, the game of baseball? What do I think about him stepping down from the Marlins organization? I don't know, man. I know there's more to this story, and I need to find out more. I don't understand why he would do it just yet. Maybe he just, just was, you know, the, the all the, you know, he was in his suite, not paying attention to games. He just doesn't like baseball that much. I know for a fact that he didn't work out as hard as uh, A Rod, according to Joe Torrey in Joe Torrey's book. A Rod was working out all the time. Meanwhile, Derek Jeter only some of the time. You know what I mean? So. He's probably just wants to go retire, play golf every day, man. Relax, go to his fundraisers, maybe get blown every now and then by some 20-year-old. And his wife probably doesn't even care. She might watch him do it, you know, because he's such a legend and it's just so fucking awesome, man. But he probably doesn't do that because he's a good guy and he probably is truthful and a good, absolutely sweet husband. I hope he gets mad every now and then, though. Who would you trade your lifestyle for a nine to five? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't think so. I think I, I, um, I like what I do, and I like being self-employed. And I would, if I had to, I mean, look, if like something catastrophic happened and I had to have a nine to five, I would do it, and I would love it, and I would fuck around in the goddamn break room just like I used to at the great indoors with Armin okay we'd make fun of people and we'd do prank phone calls and it was great and I had a great time there how much money would it take to cut your hair a lot of people ask me that and I've always mentioned that it should be about a national commercial which is about 25 g's is what I usually tend to like to go for um What does my daily diet consist of? It's, I like a, a good, I mix it up between meat. I like a good amount of meat. I do, I do salads, right? With, with, you know, olives and feta cheese and some stuff like that, you know, onions and all kinds of stuff. And it's a tasty gourmet type salad, sometimes for dinner with some protein. Then there's, I'll just have, uh, you know, an acai bowl for breakfast every now and then, or uh, I will have a, a breakfast burrito every now and then, right? And then for lunch, sometimes I might do sushi. Sometimes I might do a sandwich a little bit. You know, I get a little bit of carbs in. So like some bread, like a nice uh, Italian sub maybe sometimes. Not every single day. This is just, you know, I'm trying to give you like a, a, a mix. I'll do um some... I like breakfast food, so I think it's, uh, you know, if you can make it healthy too, so omelets, you know, oftentimes for uh, for breakfast, I like some gluten-free pancakes, you know, I like, I mix it up. I like to go gluten-free sometimes because I can tell my body digests it much better than normal, than normal bready, you know, flour type shit. Then there's, uh, you know, I'll have a cheat day and eat some pizza as well, but I like to go some beef brisket. A lot often, you know, and some, and I like chicken and carnitas, I like pork, um, things like that. So it's it's meat heavy, with some, but I, I get a good amount of greens almost daily, which I think helped me a lot because I have a good, great digestive system. Favorite city in Texas? 
It's tough. Mm, I'm going to go with Corpus Christi. Good old Corpus Christi. It was uh, just so... Everybody was so sweet in Corpus Christi, and it was cleaner than Austin and um, Dallas and San Antonio. But I'd say Corpus Christi, Dallas are my two favorite. Austin, eh. How do you keep moving forward in your life when you're not seeing the fruits of your labor? Well, it's always good to look inward and um, try to feel out. You're, you're, you know, uh, whether or not you're putting your best foot forward. Sometimes when you think that you are, you really aren't. And you have to adjust. So I would adjust if I were you. Because it's important to, to, to continue moving forward, but in an intelligent way. You have to attack life from in more ways than one sometimes. So if you're not getting the results, maybe there's something that you need to change. But keep being innovative, but keep moving forward. If you keep innovating and keep moving forward, no matter what, at some point you will reach a level of success that you never would have dreamed of. Any advice for skinny guys trying to gain weight? What I've heard that helps a lot, because I'm going to be honest, I was always kind of a bigger dude, is the midnight shake, the middle of the night, get up and pound like a thousand calorie protein shake or weight gain shake in the middle of the night, like a 3 a.m., put a little alarm, pound a shake real quick, go back to sleep. And you do that because you as a smaller man, you need much, uh, if you want to try to get big, you need to get basically a little thick, a little fat first, and then you turn that into muscle. That's really the, the way to do it. So how do you do that? Just eat, 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 but try to keep it healthy because otherwise you're going to, you know, have high cholesterol and shit. There's a lot of skinny guys with high cholesterol. You don't want to be one of those guys. King Kong. But yes, there's this King Kong thing on in the, uh, and that's new. I kind of like it. See, King Kong, they put him, he was, he, he had joy and they enslaved him. All right. And then he fucking took out everybody. All right. So do that. Feel that inside for you. Now, having a nine to five is not enslavement either. A lot of people think that having a nine to five is some kind of terrible thing, and that's not true because that's it. Still gives you like there's nine to five is it's what it's what eight nine hours including lunch, right? So you really twenty four hours is still you still got like eight more hours to do whatever the fuck you want after you know basically without and then you get you still get a good night of sleep. So in reality, you could be getting a steady paycheck, but following your fucking dreams and having a great life always. A steady paycheck is nice. You can't deny that. So remember that. Don't be a little bitch. You can work a nine to five. I've worked many a nine to five. What age do I see myself married to having kids? I don't know, man. I'm not going to go... Way past 45, though. Not married. If I don't get married by 45, I'll probably just not get married. I think I'm going to have kids around 45. So in 10 years, baby, it still gives me 10 years, baby. That still gives me 10 years to keep having fun and beating myself. and Fucking around at comedy clubs and acting like a child and being absolutely out of my mind. Where else would we go?
All right. Well, there's a lot of odd questions that I don't want to answer anymore. Like, uh, would I rather watch my parents have sex forever or join in and then it'll stop? That is a frightening thought that your sick little brain, you sick little fuck, have in there that I am just not happy with. I am not okay with you being an absolute sick fuck. You follow me and ask me those kind of questions. So if you're listening to this right now, kid, fucking buzz off. I don't want you. I don't want you listening to me anymore, you sick little bastard. Do everything once but incest and heroin, my geography teacher at UCLA used to say. He was very much like an Indiana Jones. He had been like like 105 countries, and you know he was some kind of genius. So many people, uh, so many of the girls in the class wanted to bang him, and he used to always say, do everything once but incest and heroin. Anyway, this has been an odd Leo's Lair, number 31. But listen, McConaughey, he found himself. If you read Green Lights in his book, he traveled down the Amazon and he went on a quest to find who he was because he knew if he found who he was, he'd become the best actor he could possibly be. And that's the truth. Because you will perform your best when you do truly know who you are. How do you do that, you say? Go out and experience life, my friends. Don't let this world of darkness really bring you down and make you afraid to leave your room and experience life. Take a dance class. Take an art class. Go to school for computer science. Get a job mowing lawns. Have sex with your teacher as long as you're over the age of 18. Hit on your mother's friends. Get drunk with your mother's friends and then and then go and ask one of the, her friends if you can motorboat her titties. Because there's nothing like some MILF boobies out there. Am I right? But that act of motorboating some titties, it might actually make you just get an inch closer to who you really are which is someone that enjoys motorboating some titties. But my point is, it's an experience. And once you, you can check it off your list. And all of a sudden, one more, or your testicle just drops like one, your left testicle just drops like one, just millimeter more. If that happens, you keep doing that for a while, one day you're going to have a real big nutsack. That nutsack is going to open some doors for you. This has been Leo's Lair number 31. Remember who you are and go find yourself at the same time. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.